0: We cannot solve a crisis without treating it as a crisis. We need to keep the fossil fuels in the ground, and we need to focus on equity. And if solutions within this system are so impossible to find, then maybe we should change the system
1: itself. This is Soil Matters on Radio Patipu. Before we go further, I want to pay respects to the Elders and Indigenous caretakers past, present, and future from all of the lands across this planet. My name's Tanya. This is a little get-together to discuss all things soil in an attempt to recognise privilege as humans in this big ecosystem of this planet. Uh, I, on this show, we're attempting to merge different perspectives from physical sciences, social sciences, arts and literatures. The world is run by those who show up and we're all here today. Thanks so much for joining. Um, we just listened to, uh, we listened to Deconference by Mo Colors and before that we listened to Dash to Finish by Cop Envy. And, um, we're talking about the COP26 today, hence the names of the songs. Um, COP26 is the conference of the parties about climate change. We've got a big one coming up in a couple of weeks in early November, and we're going to talk about what to do next. As we all know, climate change is already upon us. The climate crisis is already upon us. Um, the rich wealthy countries that developed first on this planet have contributed a lot of of greenhouse gases to the atmosphere and this has caused firstly the carbon dioxide levels the methane levels to rise in the atmosphere it's also caused the temperature of the planet to go up. It's caused sea level rise. It's causing polar ice caps to melt. It's causing flooding on our lands. Um, and yeah, the good news is that the OECD, um, which is an international organization, um, is, well, they're doing some reporting about Um, how countries are going on meeting their targets that they promised all the countries promised at the Paris Agreement in 2015 and there was a hundred billion dollars promised to help the poorer developing countries meet their their emission targets so their uh, reductions to their greenhouse gas emissions but unfortunately there's been about 80 billion dollars collected Which, on the one hand, is pretty good, but on the other hand, is falling short of $100 Um, the other good news is more countries than ever before have committed to reaching net-zero greenhouse gas emissions. It's all happening too slow. But it is slowly happening. And we just need to stick together, and we need to fight harder, and we need to keep going. And these targets... These wishy-washy ambivalent targets that governments make, that people promise, these need to be turned into policies. And it's a lot harder to turn these targets into policies than it is to make the target in the first place. We all know, or maybe we don't, but climate change also affects health. It doesn't only affect the health of the ecosystem, the planet, the environment. It also affects human health. It affects our access to food, our abilities to feed ourselves, it affects our ability to access clean water, to drink clean water. It definitely, uh, perhaps foremost, affects the quality of the air we breathe and our access to shelter. And every minute, 13 people die across this globe from air pollution. We seriously... We seriously need to begin investing in not only reducing greenhouse gas emissions, which is absolutely necessary, but we also need to think a lot about how we're going to adapt to climate change. How are we going to change our societies, our structures, the way they're built, the way we function so that we can adapt to climate change? And that's going to be a big topic at the COP26 And tackling climate change, on the flip side, will benefit the health of the people. We will have a reduction in air pollution. And every minute, 13 people won't die from air pollution. So that's what we've got to look forward to. Last weekend, there was the big financial meeting in the lead-up to the COP26. Uh, perhaps. I can tell you what it was called. And basically, all the big banks get together, um... And talk about the financing options, because behind every policy, behind every agreement, there needs to be a funding pathway that enables the countries to do administration, that enables them to follow certain processes. There's all, it always costs some money. Um, so last weekend was the COP26 World Bank meeting, and, um, yeah, discussing the access to finance during the COP26 and as a consequence of the policies that come out of the COP26 and a lot of these financial policies are called sustainability disclosure requirements the EU has their own version they're called the EU sustainable finance disclosure regulation Um, and so what came out of that weekend is Um, There's a strong emphasis to encourage countries to be more explicit in their policies, to provide more detail as to how they're going to do and what they're going to do. Um, There's four financial actions that have a strong emphasis. One is we need a price on carbon. We need to move from um, the $3 a ton that we have today on the price of carbon to $75 a ton in 2050. And that will bring, if if we do that, then the forecasts say we're going to bring green, greenhouse gas emissions down to net zero by 20, 2050. That's number one, a price on carbon. So tell all your politicians, tell all your friends, start talking about it. what is a price on carbon, educate yourselves, and like, That's how we can just circulate it amongst the social economy and we can get it in there. Not to say that that's our role, that's their work, don't worry about that. Um, We need more financial investment in green transformation technologies, we need more investment in urban developments, in water management, things like that. We need to recognise the vulnerable communities and countries that need help and we need to prioritise adaptation in those countries that are being heavily impacted by climate change but have contributed little to climate change. Climate related investments are still tiny, they're one quarter of 1% of total investment flows. This is just ridiculous when you consider how huge the problem is and that every single person on this planet will be impacted by climate change. So we need to increase climate-related investments. Well that's not something for us because we're probably not really investors, but that needs to happen. Um, And there needs to be more commitments on the financial side of things whenever there's some kind of policy or, ad- or um, action dedicated to climate, to climate change or reducing greenhouse gas emissions. Because a lot of the time there's policies or there's commitments or there's targets made, but there's no financial um, pathway attached to that and so things don't really happen. More funding needs to be allocated to adaptation. We're beginning to already witness the climate crisis and it's no longer a thing of just let's still try and avoid it or let's still try and reduce it. Like, it's happening and we need to really protect the people that are being impacted, protect the societies and the communities that are being impacted. We need more funding allocated to adaptation and we need to accelerate any financing that has been aligned with the Paris agreement that money needs to be available those policies need to be actioned and we need to see outcomes where there is financing coming from the fi, fi- uh, from the private sector people yeah this is a big question can finance how much of financing should come from the private sector and how much from the public sector And I think the general consensus is that when finances can come from the private sector, they should. So these need to be mobilised. Sometimes they need to be mobilised into mm, government or the public sector. Or just channelled into the private sector, but in line with policy. And that needs to happen today. We need to look at who the large emitters are. And... um, the well, the meeting of the World Banks um, recommended engaging with the largest 20 emitters in terms of governments and to talk to them about what they're doing and how they're moving forward whilst being mindful of the vulnerable countries and how they need to be helped. So, as I said, the good news is that the corporate world governments, and civil society do generally agree that climate change is happening, and that we do need to do something about it. The question that remains is who pays, and how can we go fast enough to mitigate the worst effects of climate change? Alrighty, I'm gonna play (laughs) another, another song, um, but it's not a typical song, um, it may contain swearing and it's about, um, or featuring David, David Cameron and it's Cameron's Conference Rap, it's obviously a few years old now, it's by Cassette Boy, I've downloaded it from YouTube and uh, you all just sit back and enjoy.
2: Thank you, thank you. We've been recording the music video and it goes like this. I'm hardcore and I know the score and I am disgusted by the poor and my chums matter more because we are the law and I've made sure we're ready for class war. Taking money from the man who works long hours, giving power to the tycoon in the glass tower. That is why I can look you in the eye and say this is the party of the motherfuckers. We don't care about the mother suckers because this is the party of the motherfuckers. And no, I don't think that's a dirty word. So let the beat drop. I come here with flows right from the top. Everybody knows if you work in a shop, we won't help you and you know what people rising from the bottom to the top has got to stop we have the bravery to bring back slavery working in a supermarket is just the start of it my friends there is no job at the end of it you will be working for your benefits forever let me get this off my chest saying yes we are selling the nhs and we'll give you less and that is just for starters even after privatizing sticking plasters It is a social disaster that makes our hearts beat faster. Now, I am your master. The last thing this country needs is us, the conservatives, worse than the alternative. We don't care if you're driven to despair. Don't you dare say it's not fair. I'm not saying it's not funny. It is for me. I've got loads of money. This is the party of the motherfuckers. The country is run for me and my mothers. This is the party of the motherfuckers. We just don't care about the Suppers
1: Well... Thanks for that. David Cameron, that was like a... Yeah, that was a real hit. Um... An absolute number. And yeah... Uh... David Cameron... He was the UK Prime Minister during the last signing of the climate agreement, which was in 2015. This time we're going to have Boris Johnson representing the UK.
0: My name is Greta Thunberg. I am 15 years old and I'm from Sweden. I speak on behalf of climate justice now.
1: And now we're just going to listen to Greta. I'm a big fan of Greta. Uh, We're going to hear her talk at the UN climate change conference um, a f- uh, in what year? a few years ago the 24th climate change conference, so the one before last
0: Many people say that Sweden is just a small country and it doesn't matter what we do, but I've learned that you are never too small to make a difference and if a few children can get headlines all over the world just by not going to school then imagine what we could all do together if we really wanted to but to do that we have to speak clearly no matter how uncomfortable that may be you only speak of a green eternal economic growth because you are too scared of being unpopular you only talk about moving forward with the same bad ideas that got us into this mess even when the only sensible thing to do is pull the emergency brake you are not mature enough to tell it like it is even that burden you leave to us children but i don't care about being popular i care about climate justice and a living planet our civilization is being sacrificed for the opportunity of a very small number of people to continue making enormous amounts of money. Our biosphere is being sacrificed so that rich people in countries like mine can live in luxury. It is the sufferings of the many which pay for the luxuries of the few. The year 2078 I will celebrate my seventy-fifth birthday. If I have children maybe they will spend that day with me. Maybe they will ask me about you. Maybe they will ask why you didn't do anything while there still was time to act. You say you love your children above all else and yet you're stealing their future in front of their very eyes. Until you start focusing on what needs to be done rather than what is politically possible, there is no hope. We cannot solve a crisis without treating it as a crisis. We need to keep the fossil fuels in the ground, and we need to focus on equity. And if solutions within this system are so impossible to find, then maybe we should change the system itself. We have not come here to beg world leaders to care. You have ignored us in the past, and you will ignore us again. We have run out of excuses, and we are running out of time. We have come here to let you know that change is coming, whether you like it or not. The real power belongs to the people. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Greta Thunberg. Thank you, UN Climate Change Conference COP24. And thank you, Display Homes, for that wonderful song, Climate Change. The good news is that the price of renewables is decreasing because production is increasing, making our target of reaching net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050 more and more attainable um we can also you know use biodiversity to help to adapt to climate change using the natural world around us and i'm really interested to learn more about that um at the moment what's been happening the past week is now the un summit on biodiversity so the in the lead up to the cop 26 climate change summit we had the Um, the development the banks meeting and now we had the biodiversity summit and they looked at the priorities needed to address the loss of biodiversity um, and how to ensure the benefits that biodiversity provides are sustained which i don't know if i really like the way they phrase that it's very human focus which i think is really mm, anti-ethos of biodiversity. Um, So leaders are currently attending the United Nations Biodiversity Conference in Kunming in China, and they've pledged to reverse biodiversity loss by 2030. Um, Which I think is impossible, considering we've been humans making species extinct for tens of thousands of years. Um, And they've agreed to a framework to protect threatened habitats, which I think is really fantastic. Um, And this conference is happening in two parts. So they're just meeting online at the moment. And in May, the conference is going to continue in person. So we'll get more updates then. And the Kunming uh, declaration is not legally binding. No international agreements ever are. But it does send a strong message to each of the countries that participate, and to the rest of the world. The meeting um, also includes a donation from Chinese President Xi Jinping of $230 million to support biodiversity protection in developing countries, and I think um, on a global scale that's not much money. Um, but it is great news that countries pledge to reverse biodiversity loss by 2030. It doesn't even sound realistic, or that they even know what biodiversity is. But I welcome them to have a go. Next up, um, we're gonna hear from Greta Thunberg again, but this time much more recently. Just a couple of months ago, um, Greta was in Berlin. Kicking off um, the Climate fri- uh, Fridays for Future global climate strike. Climate do we want it? No! do we want? Climate
3: justice! When do we want it? no! It's been a really turbulent last year and a half. This has been a time where we have been reminded of how vulnerable we are. But we have also been reminded of how fast things can change and be turned completely upside down. In some parts of the world, we have experienced what it is like to truly treat an emergency like an emergency and to change social norms. But while all this has happened, of course, the climate crisis hasn't disappeared and we have not disappeared. The concentration of CO2 in the atmosphere hasn't been this high for at least three million years. It is clearer than ever that no political party is doing close to enough. But it's even worse than that. Not even their proposed commitments are close to being aligned with what would be needed to fulfill the Paris Agreement. If we want to ensure a safe presence and future on planet Earth, we need to be active democratic citizens and go out on the streets like we are doing today. We must keep going into the streets, and we must keep demanding our leaders to take real climate action. We must never give up, there is no going back now. But we can still turn this around. People are ready for change. We want change. We demand change, and we are the change!
1: your answer so matters my is Tanya. And thanks a lot for tuning in. Thanks for Radio Patapu for hosting me. It's been a joy as always, an absolute pleasure. And I won't be here next Friday, but I'll be here in two Friday, like in two weeks' time. Uh, and I'm going to have XR with me, a local Amsterdam XR representative. And we're going to be talking more climate change. We're going to be talking more COP26. Have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy! and remember to adapt to those harsh climate changes that are happening around you.